T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. The latest on the coronavirus, live and local, here's Brenda Alacy. Well, good evening, everybody, and it is Brenda Alacy in the chair, and welcome to extended coverage of the coronavirus here on WBEN, where we are keeping it, indeed, live and local in these unprecedented times, and I am here in the... Uh, in the studio with a wipe in my hand because <laughs> we have to make sure that everything is wiped down. Tom Bowerly did his due diligence. Uh, I came in and uh, wiped down the studio and the mics, the chairs, everything. And I have to tell you, folks, I'm usually here during the day and occasionally fill in at different shifts uh, on air. But it was a little bit like the Twilight Zone because I had not been uh, at our studios here in about a week. And I walked in and, well, everything is familiar. Everything is a little different. So uh, very weird vibe, to say the least. But we are here with you. We'll get through this together. I have no doubt about that. And I welcome your calls. I'll be on until 10 o'clock tonight. The number to call, of course, 803-0930. The text board is up and running, the Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board. Just punch in 30930 if you'd rather send me a text. And because most people don't know how to spell my last name or pronounce it, it's a Lacey, by the way. Uh, my Twitter handle is at Brenda Celeste, at Brenda Celeste. So lots of ways to reach me. And uh, I there is certainly a lot of uncertainty in the world, but I am certain that WBN will be here for you and with you. And uh, this is where I feel like radio really shines. It's a great way to have this large connected party line, uh, both on air and if you're listening off a device, uh, streaming as well. I I welcome your calls, your input, your texts. And in just a few minutes, Jessica Pirro will join us. She is the CEO of Crisis Services. And we'll talk about coping in these ever-changing and uncertain times. Uh, Jessica is the uh, head honcho, and her agency is available 24-7. And it's always been that way at Crisis Services. Not something new because of the corona crisis, but something that uh, is at our disposal 24-7 if you're having issues uh, with anxiety or depression or just coping in general. Uh, life in general is pretty tough to begin with. And then you add this coronavirus, it just seems to have skyrocketed today um, in terms of the reality setting. And I think I, I felt the way I felt it more today than I have over the past few days. So later in the show, I do invite uh, restaurants, pizzerias, any eatery owners, uh, owners to call me about how people can enjoy their tasty cuisine via takeout or delivery. Um, By the way, WBEN.com has a growing list of places on our website, and it is more important than ever to support these folks. So uh, I was out and about a little bit today. Uh, I live in 
Williamsville, and I noticed uh, a Chinese restaurant, of all things, uh, that had signs up about takeout only. I noticed some were shuttered completely. Uh, the Tim Hortons that I frequent on a regular basis has uh, reduced hours and uh, obviously just drive through service only. So even the little day-to-day uh, things that we take for granted and that we do on a regular basis are different. And I think that fuels our anxiety. You know, change is difficult for many people. And uh, change of this magnitude, I think, is difficult for all of us to one degree or another. Uh, last year, you know, I was reflecting on my Facebook page. On March 17th uh, last year, my husband and dear friends of ours were in Dublin, Ireland, and we were at the St. Patrick's Day Parade in Dublin. I thought, oh, how cool is this, seeing, you know, the St. Patrick's Day Parade right in Dublin? And if you're on Facebook, you know how those memories pop up on your page? Well, sure enough, as I'm perusing my page on Tuesday, I see there we were in Dublin. And so I posted something about what a difference a year makes, and indeed it does, and how I wish that we were there now celebrating and not going through this as the world uh, changes dramatically. Also today, being a, a dyed-in-the-wool, 100% Italian, it is St. Joseph's Day. So for my fellow St. Joseph uh, fans, um, I wish you a happy day, the best we can do here. Uh, to me, that sort of epitomizes the whole sharing and enjoying each other's company and passing around food and, uh, you know, um, really carrying on those rich traditions that uh, we as Italians like to do for San Giuseppe. And uh, there's a picture of my cousin in Italy who showed an empty table at uh, St. Joseph's Day in Italy. So uh, much different, uh, certainly in the homeland and certainly here in Western New York, where we usually get invited to some great dinners and enjoy food and camaraderie with our friends and relatives. So curious about what you consider to be some of the bigger changes. I mean, we're all obviously dealing with changes in our workplace and in, uh, you know, keeping a social distance and all of these new buzzwords that we have. But what are some of the things that are changing for you? I'd like to know. And uh, certainly Jessica Pirro can answer questions, too, about how do you normalize anxiety at this time? And how do you identify stress and try to respond to it in a way that's healthy? Um, and how do you deal with being, you know, housebound so much and being with your families? And uh, maybe there are things that we can do activity-wise and ideas for supporting your mental health. She'll talk about that, but I'd love to know how you're coping with it as well. 803-0930 is the number. Jessica Pura will join us in just a few minutes. And again, in the 8 o'clock hour, or even before that, if you'd like to call in and let us know about takeout places, uh, I want to support the restaurant industry. To me, I have to tell you, I live to eat, and the restaurant scene in western New York has never been richer. I just think that we have such a wide array of cuisines available to us now. And uh, everything from little dives to gastropubs to white linen tablecloth places, this, the scene in Western New York is terrific. So it really breaks my heart to see so many people out of work and these restaurant owners and, and staff who work so hard. Think about it, too. When you go out to eat, a lot of times you're eating you know, on a holiday or in the evening on a Friday or on the weekend. And so it might be your downtime, but it's exactly when they work hard. So these people work hard when many of us are either off or celebrating or, you know, just trying to take a break. So I really have great admiration for folks in, in the service industry in general. Whatever I can do to help, if you want to get the word out there, 803 
0930. And as I mentioned, we have this list on WBEN.com that is growing by the day. And we definitely would encourage you to take a peek at that and let us know uh, if there's any that you would like to add. Or if you want to call in and plug your business, you're more than welcome to do so. Also, I expect Mike Andrzejewski to call in probably in the 8 o'clock hour. And Mike A. is a familiar name in the food scene. He is the owner of Cantina Loco on Elmwood and Allen and the uh, owner of the lamented, um, I lament how it's gone now, the dearly departed Sea Bar restaurant. And Mike has had other ventures in Western New York as well and has been a key member of the restaurant industry in Western New York. So I know he's been posting articles about how the coronavirus will really devastate the restaurant industry. And I wonder if it will ever be the same or any Uh, anything close to being the same. And we'll talk with him about that in the eight o'clock hour. Uh, And I do expect Jessica to be calling momentarily. And I'm pleased to know that Phil Kennedy is here with me. Phil is uh, behind the glass. We do have our social distance, so that's working out well for us. But Phil will be answering the phone and running the board for us. And we're here till 10 o'clock tonight. So a couple other thoughts I had too. Um, As I mentioned, I have some relatives in Italy. And we, I don't know if you heard, but my cousin Carla Colella was on the air with us uh, about a week and a, maybe a week and a half ago. And we had recorded the interview. Susan Rose and Brian Mazarowski did a, a wonderful job talking to Carla. She lives in uh, an area called L'Aquila, which is about 60 miles east of Rome. And it's where my father was from. And so obviously I'm very concerned about my Italian relatives. And I'd like to know if you have relatives in some of the harder hit areas, whether it's in downstate New York and the state of Washington. Uh, If it's in Europe, I'd like to know how your family and friends are coping with that. But uh, after we uh, talk with Jessica, I'll tell you some stories about what's happening with my family in Italy. Uh, Again, the number to call 803-0930 and the text board 30930. And I do believe we have Jessica Pirro on the line. Good evening, Jessica. Welcome and thank you so much for joining me tonight. Good evening, Brenda. Thank you for having me. I know it's a particularly stressful time for everybody. Nobody is escaping what's going on here. Uh, As I mentioned at the top of the show, Jessica, our lives have been turned upside down in a matter of a few days. And I have to ask you, um, first of all, what sort of comments and calls are you getting at crisis services? Is it mostly corona or is it people who already have pre-existing anxieties and uh, this just exacerbates it? We're seeing a blend. Um, We've been monitoring our calls actually since March 4th um, as a lot of the conversation started to evolve. And, you know, for the first 10, 11 days, you know, we're averaging just a few calls a day. They they were folks that, you know, might use the hotline on a regular basis that deal with a kind of multi-stress level of experiences. Um, but what we've actually seen kind of over the last several days as cases continue um, to be positive in our community um, is that specific calls to um, around the COVID-19 concerns um, have increased um, to we were going like 20, 25 calls a day for the first couple of days this week. And then 
Um, just midday today, the numbers I had were already up to 47 calls that we identified just specific to questions, um, information that was needed, and then our existing community members who, um, you know, are struggling um, with other vulnerabilities that this is now yet another layer um, added on to that and their anxiety that they're experiencing. You know, that's a great way to put it, Jessica. It's another layer, and um, it's for people who, who really have been kind of sailing through life, and then boom, all of a sudden this hits. And it, it's something that is perhaps foreign to many people who have not dealt with emotional or mental health issues. Are you getting a lot of first-time callers as well? We're starting to see that over the last uh, few days, um, and I anticipate that to increase. I think as we all kind of take this information in, kind of see how we're feeling about it, and also realizing that this is happening to every single one of us. It's not just this particular group over here or this particular, um, you know, diagnosis over here, so to speak. It's really all of us. So we're we're hopeful that our community um, and your listeners tonight too um, know that we're here. If it's just to give support, ideas of how to manage your anxieties that you're dealing with, how to talk to a family member that you might be witnessing, um, having um, higher anxiety that you weren't anticipating. I think that's something that we're also kind of going to see here um, shortly as well. Um, so I think it is important to know that, that we are a resource, um, but as friends and family are as well, um, it's important for us to stay connected and, and have those conversations. I think that's how we get through this, is to continue to be connected in, in, a, in a helping way, in a way that's, that's good coping, that has good coping techniques. And Jessica, for folks who may not be familiar with exactly what you do at Crisis Services, let's back up for a moment and if you could explain, please, about uh, the mission of the organization and your 24-7 availability. Yeah, so we are the 24-hour crisis center for Erie County. Um, we do have some services that touch some of our surrounding counties as well, but um, we are a pretty comprehensive center here in Erie County. Um, our hotline um, is a 24-hour hotline, and we actually manage several lines that deal with very specific areas. So our um, suicide prevention and crisis hotline is 834-3131. Uh, we also have a 24-hour addiction hotline, um, which is 83170. We also help uh, manage the Erie County Domestic Violence Hotline, which is 862-HELP. Um, and so there's various lines that we're managing here for our community. And in addition to the hotline services, we have some, uh, we have response services for emergency mental health, as well as our domestic and sexual violence services. Now, with everything going on, uh, we are um, seeing some of our services, um, specifically um, the ones that we're dealing with that are hospital-based, being limited to phone service um, because of um, the requirements by the hospital. Um, but our mobile um, crisis response for emergency mental health situations um, is still active um, and providing um, very safe uh, uh, response to the community for those in a mental health crisis. Talking with Jessica Pirro, she is the CEO of Crisis Services here in Western New York. And Jessica, you mentioned about um, the fine team you have of folks who go out and talk to people who have been victims of sexual assault and other crimes. So do I understand correctly that they're still able to go out and make those in-person connections? 
Well, actually, that has transferred to a phone intervention to start, and then we're evaluating some of that work with the partners at the hospital to determine if we can actually physically respond specifically for our sexual assault cases. Um, So we've had to work with the partners in the hospitals around that particular service um, that has moved to a phone intervention at the direction of the facilities. Um, But they are working in partnership with us daily to kind of talk about how we assure the safety and support of um, those impacted by domestic and sexual violence. Um, The hospitals are working diligently as well to have those um, supports on staff um, if needed, if we're not able to be allowed in to do that service. Tell me a little bit about uh, the feeling of anxiety, which I think there's an undercurrent here for all of us. Uh, How do you normalize anxiety at a time like this when there is so much out of our control? I think exactly what you just said. There's so much out of our control. That's what causes our anxiety right now. I think that um, it's just so much information to process. It's so much um, uh, change (laughs) at one time um, that we're all dealing with that our bodies are going to have a response to that. Our minds are going to have a response to that. So anxiety is real for everybody. It doesn't matter you know, I know our teams, they're, they're amazing professionals, but we too are anxious. We're trying to figure this out for ourselves and our families as well as we are for the community that we serve. So I think that it is just very normal right now to just acknowledge that anyone you come in contact with in a conversation is going to be anxious. And it's really helpful for us to start to just check in with each other and see how people are doing. It doesn't mean everybody has to be at the same level of, you know, anxiety because we we all process things differently based on how we cope with things. Um, but it's, you know, realistic to think that everyone is having some questionable moments of like, what is this going to be? Where is this going? How long is this happening for? Um, and that's that lack of answers is really where our anxiety is really stemming from. Oh, absolutely. I feel that as well. And, and you just don't know uh, when or if this will end or if things will ever get back to any sense of normalcy. Um, It certainly is a new normal, I think, for all of us. Uh, Identifying the stress is really important, Jessica. And and the fact that you've had 47 calls, I think, is a healthy thing, right? Because people are reaching out. They're not ashamed to ask for help. How do you recommend people respond to this stress? Well, I think it's just um, kind of really... um thinking about what you need and and what makes you feel better. You know, a lot of times um, when we're dealing with stress, um, you know, we plug through because we have to. Um, But what's interesting about the experience right now is we have to really unplug from a lot of things just because we can't be near each other, um, you know, with so much being canceled and so many things being closed that we really are unplugging from such a fast-paced experience right now. And I think that that then is like, is, is paying attention to the stress that is, is left. You know, we had our normal stressors before of our day-to-day lives and family and in work. Um, those still exist, but in a different way. So it's just really, you know, thinking about what's causing you to feel that way, paying attention to your physical body response to stress and anxiety. You, you know, you may feel your heart beating a little faster. You might be um, noticing that your mouth's drier or, you know, you're having just um, racing thoughts. Um, those are normal, normal responses to, to anxiety. Um, and it's important to just acknowledge those um, when they're happening. 
And what we've been trying to do is just take a deep breath and try to think about, okay, what can I do when this happens again? Um, what are other things I could be focusing right on right now? Um, we really do need to kind of balance how we're paying attention to the information that's in front of us. We need to be informed, but we need to do that in bite sizes, you know, little bite sizes right now. Um, but we also have to pay attention to the other factors that are happening very quickly here as people, and as you mentioned, as you were starting the show about, you know, our restaurant communities and people who aren't going to be able to work. Like it's adding other factors when it comes to financial stress, job security, um, and again, the emotional contacts that are limited right now are the social distancing is causing that. And I think we have to just kind of figure out what's going to make us feel better and really um, understand that our self-care right now is, is not selfish. We have to do this. You know, it's funny you say that, Jessica, because as you're talking about the, the way things have changed, I think about things that make people feel connected taking a walk with a friend, even, you know, walking the dog with a neighbor, going to the gym, going out for a bite to eat, meeting a friend for a drink or meeting at the coffee shop, all things that we can't do at the moment. We can certainly walk outdoors still, thankfully, but um, there's not that same feeling of, yeah, I need a little break. I need to alleviate some of the pressure I'm feeling about work or family life or whatever. And now those very things that have helped us in our day-to-day life that we took for granted are gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so now it's how do we supplement other things that can can replace the things that we don't have. Um, There's a lot of work that many um, businesses and organizations are doing to try to really move to that virtual opportunity. Um, You know, if it's, um, for example, working out the gym. I know that's how I relieve my stress every day. (laughs) Same here. Having that is really something I have to be paying attention to right now and figuring out what can I replace that with. Um, But there is, it's interesting to watch um, different businesses and different groups like pulling together, you know, online classes that you can do from home and an instructor will, you know, guide you through that. Um, We're also seeing that with just, you know, um, some uh, daycare centers are um, that, you know, are starting to close, you know, because of uh, the social distancing and things like that. Some businesses that work with children are doing like story time through Facebook so that the kids can sit and see the person and hear a story. Um, But it's just things that we, you know, again, like you said, we took for granted. It was part of our day-to-day routine. We didn't have to think about it. Now we have to think about it, but how can we also find things to replace that that's going to give us that same sense of um, um, relief and same sense of enjoyment um, as well? Jessica, tell us a little about your staff. I've had the pleasure of meeting some of your your staff. You have young people. You have experienced people, people of... um, Uh, of all different backgrounds that work with uh, the folks who use your services. How are they coping with uh, this additional pressure and the uh, fact that they can't really meet face-to-face in some cases? How are they dealing with this? You know, it's it's really been a... um an hour-by-hour experience for us, um, you know, as um, crisis first responders, this is, you know, our work and our job and our profession, but it's 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 changing so rapidly what we can do, um, what we can't do, um, but while also keeping the promise to the community of the mission of our organization. Um, so our team is, you know, they're, we're really um, connecting with, with everybody here to check in, make sure, you know, they're doing okay, um, really managing people as, as they're their own, you know, um, own experiences of how they're feeling about this play out. 
while they're doing their work. Um, they're they're doing okay, um, but I, you know, they they're anxious. <laughs> there there is all of our human beings here in our community are, um, but they also know that they have a, a an expectation of support for others. Um, so we're really paying attention to that personal and professional balance right now for our team, where we have put in some significant safety measures for them. Um, and like I said, our services are continuing to be evaluated literally hour by hour as we get more direction um, from federal and state uh, regulations around the work that we do um, and the oversight of the contracts that we serve um, and really trying to make sure that we're being conscious of the needs of, of our community that we serve and understanding how many layers are added, like we said earlier, to an already maybe stressed situation for somebody that we serve who has a mental illness, who's, who's in um, recovery for addiction or dealing with an addiction. Um, for someone who's dealing with domestic violence, for example, we are very concerned about our survivors in the community and how safety is going to be for them. Um, so there's a lot of pieces we're, we're navigating together. Uh, the creativity has just been outstanding from our team, really helping to kind of divide and conquer some of the things that we can work on, the cross-training that's happening so that people can jump in at any time from different departments, um, and just really balancing, too. We have some staff already remote working, um, you know, on our team that can do that, um, and really balancing that communication for a fast-paced organization like ours. So, I'm just very in awe of all of them as we, we manage through this um, because they are trying to balance that personal and professional response to this, this really traumatic experience that we're all dealing with right now. I have just a couple more questions for you. Can you hang with me for a few more minutes, Jess? Sure. Okay, great. We'll take a quick news break and be back right after this. From the WBEN Newsroom, I'm Phil Kennedy. There is a new case of coronavirus in Erie County. Health Commissioner Dr. Gail Burstein updates on test results. 523 Erie County residents had specimens collected uh, by Erie County Department of Health staff, of which 29 were positive, 179 were negative, and there are still 315 that are pending that we've uh, the public health lab has received those specimens already. Burstein says additional tests are being run by the public health lab and results will be released when available. Right now in Buffalo, 50 degrees. Phil Kennedy for News Radio 930 WBEN. And indeed, we are live and local here on WBEN. Please give us a call at 803-0930 if you'd like to share your experiences in these uncertain times. We're all here to help each other, commiserate, talk, and get through this together. And I keep thinking of four words, this too shall pass. And that helps me get through the day a little bit. And I hope that uh, you have some coping techniques as well. And speaking of coping techniques, who better but uh, the chief herself, CEO Jessica Pirro is with us, kind enough to take time from her busy day uh, to talk with us. And now we're into the evening and Jessica is with Crisis Services. And Jessica, I'm sure you're pulling a lot of long hours, as is your staff. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yes, we are. Yeah, it's been about a 12, 14-hour day since Sunday, um, just trying to kind of work through um, our policies, procedures, kind of keeping up with the ever-changing um, environment here in our community, um, and really just making sure our teams are given what they need to be as informed as possible to do their jobs as best as they can during this time. Do you physically have to go into the office? 
Um, I am here. Um, I am um, here actually as I'm speaking to you right now. Um, we do have staff that are here on site. We are working. Um, we have some remote staff already. We are working to downsize that to an on-site and remote uh, staffing model um, tomorrow um, and really then working to kind of finalize some planning for next week. I think some of the challenges um, that I think we're not alone in as we're, we're working towards some of this planning is just um, remote setup effectively um, for the type of work we do um, and how to manage uh, the hotline calls and things like that. So we're, we're balancing out what really does need to be on site and what can be remote. And then once we kind of downsize our occupancy here in our facility to spread folks out even further, we, we've implemented some significant social distancing procedures already. Um, but with folks then moving remote, we can really set some people up in a very um, appropriate way um, that if they do need to remain on site. And those are ever, you know, changing, um, you know, as we're making those decisions, those are things that we're evaluating. You know, Jessica, it strikes me as you're talking about this, and I see it here at the radio station and know so many others who are working remotely. As much as we might gripe about uh, technology, what would we do without it? Can you imagine if we didn't have mobile phones, for instance? It's, this is a whole different. This would be a whole different experience if yes. we didn't have what we are access. We have access to right now, uh, at so many levels. Not just our work, but as we were talking earlier, the ability to stay connected to each other, um, and the different ways that different platforms we can use now, and how to how to use those. Um, I think is such a critical um, partner with us right now for our well-being and mental health as we manage through this. We, I've been talking with my relatives in Italy, and, and you know how that country has been affected yeah. uh, via, via Facebook Messenger, and thank goodness for that. Otherwise, it would be very difficult to get through. Um, I do just a couple more questions, if you don't mind, about um, one of the things you mentioned was the incidence of domestic violence. And I would imagine if people are spending more and more time indoors and perhaps spending more time with each other than they normally would, that there might be a spike in that. Uh, do you have concern about that spiking, perhaps? I think what we're concerned about is the existing experience for a victim of domestic violence. Um, it doesn't mean that there might not be situations that with people together more that might result, but I think I'm, I'm thinking more from the perspective of our community members who live with domestic violence daily already and now having uh, limitations of being able to um, access people um, without, you know, potentially their uh, perpetrator kind of watching every move they're making in the home um, and not having work to have as a, as a release to go to, for example. Um, you know, I, it's hard to say if we'll see a spike of cases, maybe things will be identified more. Um, my hope is that if we have, for those that have existing relationships that aren't at that level of an abusive relationship, that it would stay, you know, healthy. Um, but we have to work very hard to make sure that we're, we're taking care of each other and our loved ones um, and not um, have the stress kind of take things further. Um, but we're really concerned about those that we are working with currently, that we know are out there, um, that have been living with trying to maintain their safety daily and now have this on the layered effect of this to try to figure out new ways to keep themselves safe. Are you getting support still from uh, government uh, partners and other agencies? I saw something uh, in the paper about Save the Michaels is still open for folks who have addiction issues. Are you still partnering with a lot of other agencies? 
Yeah, we're we're trying to keep on top of all the agencies and what their plans are because those folks that call our hotline, then we can make sure that people know that these are available and connecting to those resources. So I think that the, uh, you know, from the behavioral health lens of this community, our, our agencies and nonprofits are really committed to making sure that um, access is there, however that looks based on the organization. Um, I know a lot of our mental health clinics have really worked diligently um, for like the telehealth kind of um, technology setups to be able to keep therapy sessions going and also making sure for our individuals um, dealing with substance use issues to connect to make sure that they keep not only their therapy supports going but connecting for the proper medications they might need if they have, for example, medical assisted treatment. So um, they're really working diligently to make sure that that's as seamless as possible um, so that people don't have to worry about that um, while they're trying to manage some of the other decisions they might have to make um, that they're faced with. Jessica, anything else you'd like to get out to our listenership? Well, I think, you know, as we talked about earlier, um, I think the emotional connectiveness that we can really commit to is important. Um, you know, um, there's some, some things that people have said to me over the last few days, and I keep stealing them because I think they're amazing, um, is that even though, you know, we have to be socially distant right now, we don't have to be emotionally distant. I think we need to keep connected. Um, another thing that I just made me smile and let me breathe a little bit um, was a, somebody had in their email signature, um, hope has not been canceled. You know, everything <laughs> right. in our world has been canceled, but hold on to the hope. You know, this is, this is a, t- a moment in time. It's hard because we don't have, you know, real clear answers of where things are headed, but let's kind of take it day by day. Don't, you know, not thinking too far ahead will also help reduce our anxiety. Kind of thinking, what do you need to deal with today? What are things you have to figure out today with your family? Um, What are other things to maybe supplement what you've lost right now? Um, And then talking and reaching out, knowing the hotline is there. I think one of the things I also just want to say is, you know, if somebody just needs some support, right, supportive counseling, just some information, you can call into our hotline. You can remain anonymous if you need to. Um, If you're in high crisis, we're going to do everything in our power to find you and get what we need to you for an emergency response if necessary. But I think that might also help to relieve anxiety to know when you call in, you don't have to give, you know, we're not going to be asking you all these, you know, intake questions, so to speak. You can just call and have some supportive counseling with one of our counselors as you're, you're managing through your thoughts and feelings today. Well, I'll tell you something that gave me hope was when uh, Tom Brady left the AFC East, departed the Patriots for Tampa. (laughs) I mean, even sports is a good distraction at this point, even though most of it is shut down in terms of spectator sports. But that, to me, was a little bit of a welcome relief. And it felt like some degree of normalcy that we were talking about the Bills and the Pats. You know, that kind of stuff is so important. That is important, is really finding some humor right now yes. is really important. <laughs> um, you know, find, and also finding new things. You know, you have some opportunities right now with if you have some extra time because you're not running kids here and there and everywhere, you know, what books you want to read, what right. books do you want to create, um, what shows you want to catch up on, you know, what new recipes you want to try, what new hobbies you'd like to do. Um, I know that there's a lot of businesses even today I heard um, – 
one local business, and I'm, I'm drawing the blank on the name, but they have a, like a soap making um, business. So you can order a kit and have the kit come, and then they're going to do like Facebook Lives to show you how to do it. Like people are being very creative yes. to help keep that normalcy, to help keep people connected, but also help people try things they would never have done. You know, so it's finding the opportunity in the crisis, and I think that's that's the message we have to hold on to. Well, as an example, I received an air fryer for Christmas, and I had not used it. I just kept, I don't have time. I don't have time to read about it. Well, I finally broke it out, made some delicious chicken and uh, some veggies, and hey, you know, I felt pretty accomplished, and it took my mind off of things for a few minutes. So I'm definitely looking for air fryer recipes, folks, if you want to phone in or send me a text. And Jessica, (laughs) as we wrap up, uh, if you would be so kind as to give us the numbers again to reach folks at Crisis Services. Sure. So our 24-hour crisis hotline is 834-3131. Our uh, 24-hour addiction hotline is 831-7007. And our 24-hour Erie County domestic violence hotline is 862-HELP. And I so appreciate you taking the time. I know you're busy. I'm sure you're stressed. And I, I hope you take good care of yourself. And thank you so much for coming on with me this evening. Jessica Pirro, CEO of Crisis Services. Thank you so much, Brenda. Take care. Thank you. And so I'm so happy that Jessica could take the time and give us that information. If anybody needs the numbers again, please send me a text, give me a call, and I'll be happy to uh, repeat those a little bit later in the show. Uh, Our numbers and our phone lines are open, 803-0930. And uh, I appreciate John from Dunkirk being so patient and holding. John, good evening. Welcome to WBEN. Good evening, Brenda. How are you, sir? Okay. Mm-hmm. So this is this is old hat, and whether it's a month or two months, it's not going to change my life that much. But what people have to realize is they can go outside in their yard, they can walk the dog, they just can't gather in groups. And they have to find ways to fill in that gap, that's all. And Right. Um, but I don't. And someday I'll find those three people. John, are you on social media? Uh, John, John, let me interrupt you for just a moment. We've got a little bit of a technical issue. I'm going to put you on hold. Stay with me, John, if you would. Uh, we're going to make an adjustment at our end and then come back to you. Okay. John? No can... problem. Okay. John, are, are you able to participate in social media at all? Oh, I do. I do. But I do sparingly because, uh, let's face it, the Internet is the wild, wild west. I could claim to be Bill Gates and probably convince one out of a thousand people that I am. 
Well, I'll tell you what, um, <laughs> you know, the, the, I agree with you to some degree that it is the wild, wild west, but it does have a purpose. And I don't know if you heard the conversation a couple moments ago with Jessica Pirro from uh, Crisis Services. We were talking about how technology has actually been something very helpful given the situation where it can keep people connected and uh, help those of us who uh, might need to work from home. I out about it early enough. Mm-hmm. There is a thing called Instacart where you can order groceries. Right. You're virtually shopping online. That is a godsend for someone who doesn't leave the house. Absolutely, yes, yes. And so, yeah, the fact that this is not 1918 and the Spanish flu is wonderful. Indeed it is. I mean, we certainly have... uh more and better ways to communicate with each other and stay connected and uh, we'll continue to do that uh, john i appreciate the call you uh, you stay well the best you can and uh thanks for listening 803-0930 is the number and by the way somebody just sent me a text about air fryer recipes if you have any for a beginner like me i don't want anything too elaborate or too many ingredients i just want to sort of w- work my way up uh, but this texture was kind enough to let me know about something called Blue Jean Chef. I assume that's a, a website. So I'll check that out. I was so excited the other day. Uh, my niece and nephew came over, and we were all trying to figure out how to work uh, the air fryer. And we threw in a couple of carrots, potatoes, onions, and experimented. And uh, <laughs> I love the fact that it's healthy, and it tasted like an onion ring without all the grease. So uh, I am definitely hooked on my air fryer. And I do intend to really explore that now that I'm spending a lot more time at home. You know, I work here full-time at Intercom Radio, but generally during the day, my job revolves around marketing campaigns. And I also have the privilege of working on air as well. So I have kind of a hybrid role here. So for the other portion of my job, I'm definitely uh, working remotely and taking advantage of these go-to meetings and so forth. So far, they've been seamless. I'd be interested in knowing what your experience has been like. Uh, are you doing a lot of the go-to meetings? Uh, have you been able to connect with your uh, your employees, your staff, your coworkers, your subordinates? Let me know your experience. So we're here right till 10 o'clock, and uh, we'll take a quick break right now. It's 7.50 on WBEN, back after this. And thank you so much for tuning in tonight as we keep it live and local on WBEN, your number one place for information uh, up to the minute. We're here to help. We're here to commiserate. We're here to get the word out for you. And uh, I think people have been a little kinder and gentler lately. In fact, there's a nice comment here about Phil Kennedy uh, on the uh, text board. Uh, Let me read that to you, Phil. Phil, let me know if your mother sent this in. If not, I think this is really a lovely comment. I have to say, everyone in the area should give a big thank you to Phil Kennedy. I've heard his name all day. What a trooper. Thank you very much for your sacrifice and professionalism in this time of need. And I second that uh, I second that notion. I think Phil is doing a bang-up job for us, and he's multitasking. He is answering the phone uh, for the show this evening. He is running the board for me, and he's keeping me on time and just being a good dude, a, a gentleman. And I was delighted to hear that he'd be working with me tonight. So I very much appreciate Phil's professionalism and good humor as well. And by the way, Phil just got a delivery. So uh, indeed, in that sense, life is not too different because Phil's used to probably getting deliveries here at work and eating on the fly like many of us do uh, in the media. We often uh, 
eat as we do five other things. Sometimes it's hard, Phil, I don't know if you feel this way, but hard to sit down and have a meal like a normal person does because we're so used to kind of eating on the fly, eating in our car, eating at the control room board. Uh, although if the managers are listening, there's never any food in the control room, right? So Phil got a um, uh, got dinner delivered to him just uh, about 20 minutes ago from Jim's Steakout. So I want to give a shout out to the folks at Jim's for still being able to uh, be reached and be able to deliver to folks who are working in these rather difficult times. And please, folks, if you know of anybody who wants to get their restaurant or business on the air, call me. I'm here till 10 o'clock tonight. I am all about getting the word out, especially with restaurants, because I derive so much pleasure from eating and eating out and experiencing different types of cuisines and really taking advantage of the full Uh, array of uh, food that's available throughout Western New York. You know, Buffalo might be uh, the 52nd or third biggest market in the media markets, but I'll tell you what, I would put Buffalo food up against anybody, against anybody in the country. And I've been blessed to be able to travel quite a bit, both uh, to Europe and to uh, other parts of our great country. And you know, the the restaurant scene is something I'm always interested in. Before I go on vacation or go on a work trip, I always look at different restaurants' menus. I'd rather peruse menus than, you know, peruse shopping sites for clothes or shoes. I just love food. And uh, the way that this this city has really, in this region, has really upped their food game is remarkable to me. Uh, and so I want to help folks who are trying to keep their head above water in these rather strange circumstances that we all find ourselves in. And I was thinking with tomorrow being Friday, I was going to tell my husband, let's order out somewhere where we can maybe pick up a fish fry or maybe uh, some some crab cakes. And uh, we'll, we'll enjoy some fish on Friday and support our locals. I know we've been trying to support um, some of our friends in the Kenmore area with takeout and uh, other people who have let us know that they have food available too. So it's really weird though, isn't it, to walk by and see or to drive by in some cases and see signs up takeout only or closed uh, for the time being. But in any case, we are here till 10 o'clock tonight. I'll be taking another break in about 30 seconds. Uh, We'll go to a news break with Phil Kennedy, the guy who was over there multitasking and working hard. And uh, and then we'll come back and we'll talk to some folks uh, who want to get the word out about their business. It doesn't have to be food related, by the way. If you want to talk about some other businesses that are up and running and helping folks, uh, we're here for that. I also want to get into some other things as well. I wanted to kind of update you on but and what we're hearing about what's happening in Europe. And also um, some of the new vocabulary that we're all familiar with. These are phrases that I've been thinking about that we're now familiar with and using on an everyday basis that perhaps we didn't even know about two weeks ago. So much more to come right here on WBEN. Stay with us and we'll have your coronavirus updates all through the evening. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.